Welcome to Sparking Wholeness, where we talk all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul. I'm your host, Erin Carey. I'm a survivor of bipolar disorder and a self-proclaimed nutrition nerd who loves asking why. As a certified integrative nutrition health coach, my goal is to help people find balance, and I want to help you find ways to spark wholeness in your life. For more information, check out sparkingwholeness.com or on the Instagram handle, Sparking Wholeness. And now, get ready for today's awesome show. Hey everybody, it's Erin Carey and welcome back to Sparking Wholeness. I today am sitting down with my friend Dana Hinchel and I can't wait for you guys to hear from her because we are going to be discussing organizing and arranging and the importance of a little spring cleaning beyond what we might think of as a usual spring cleaning, just because this is important for our mental health too. And I am not the person to speak to you about this. Dana is. And so I'm super excited for you guys to meet her. She is a Dallas native, a professional organizer. She's been married to her husband, Ben, for 11 years. She has a daughter, Grace, who's four and son, Luke, is two. As a teenager, Dana would go over to friends' houses and organize their clothes and closets. That sounds horrible to me, but this is why Dana is on this show and I'm so excited. Every job she has worked, she has gravitated towards organizing things, people, and spaces. Organizing is her passion and really just what she loves to do. Arranging joy has been a dream of using her gifts to help busy families like her, all the while arranging spaces that bring joy. Dana loves serving others by helping them transform their homes through well-designed spaces that bring peace. Tex-Mex, cowboy boots, events, hosting, organizing, and creating beautiful spaces are a few of her favorite things. And Dana, I'm so glad that you're on the show to talk about this. Yes. Thank you so much, Erin, for having me. This is so fun. This is going to be fun because like I said, and we've talked before, I am not the organizing type. I just throw things places and in somewhere in my creative cluttered mind, I think that I'm going to find where they land. And usually I do, but it is important (laughs) to have things semi-organized. I think that there, there is something about having a cluttered mind and a cluttered space and those things feed off of each other. So we're going to get into all of that, but let's talk a little bit more about you and why you love organizing and what is behind this passion of yours. Because for listeners like me, they might be going, well, uh, this is like, I, I don't get it. So help us understand where this passion comes from. Yeah, totally. So, um, you know, it's funny because the last several months, you know, I think a lot of us have spent time just trying to think about, you know, the year and our contribution and, you know, what are we supposed to be doing with ourselves? And I spent a lot of time reflecting back, um, thinking over my childhood. And it's so funny because I just started having all these memories of Um, I'm an only child. So I would go and stay up late and rearrange my room. I'd find like different places to put my bed. I bring in like different decor, you know, I had a built-in desk. And so I'd like make that functional for, you know, the season I was in at school and that sort of thing. Um, you know, I gravitated towards high school jobs, um, like working at KB toy store, uh, Claire's <laughs> was one of my favorites. So I could have pierced your ears, um, as a 16 year old. So I hope they turned out all right. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I would just sit there and get like kind of a high off of like organizing all the earrings, making sure they were in order that obviously probably shows a little bit of my OCD. Um, but yeah, I just started to realize and connect the dots that, um, this is just 
a part of who I am, um, how I've been created and really what I love to do. And ultimately, hopefully helping other people, um, create that for themselves and for their families. Um, cause we all know and experience when we're in a place that brings chaos or stress, but we also know what it's like to be in a space that's calming and brings peace. And that's what I hope to help people with. I am so glad that you brought up the, how the environment matters because it does. But first I want to get back to, I, what I love about this is that you're embracing this. You're not apologizing for, I think sometimes the things that we're gifted at, we tend to like apologize for, you know, like, like feel bad that you even mentioned kind of jokingly the OCD, but this is how you've been designed. This is your calling and this is how you contribute well. And we all, there's a place for all of us in this world. There's a place for the disorganized. There's a place for the organized because we need each other. And so (laughs) I think that's, you know, you know, joking that you kind of, you're not apologizing, but in your, you mentioned the OCD, but there's something to that, that there's a, there's a place for all of us. And that's why I'm having you on the show because this is so not my realm. And so I really want to get into this because I do want to do a better job of creating a calming environment at my house because I homeschool. And so that's a little bit chaotic. I have a podcast. I have a business. Like there's a lot of stuff going on. And I think anybody listening to this would say the same thing, no matter what your situation is. We saw in the year 2020 that life is not as predictable as we thought it was. Routines are changed quickly and and depending on no quarantine, lockdown, like things are changed all the time. And so it's important to have some kind of routine. And that might include, you know, a place for the things that you need, where you need to put the things, you know? So, totally. yeah, I mean, we've all experienced in this last year being more present in our homes than probably we've ever been. And so um, I would just be um, an encouragement here to those that maybe are like, I don't know the first thing about this. You know, this is not my cup of tea or it's not my strength is that, um, you know, we all can take a small step towards working on something that maybe isn't our strength. And so I'm hoping that this conversation today helps people with that. I don't want people to walk away feeling overwhelmed or feeling defeated or feeling like I can't do this because this is not how I'm wired. Um, just like how you encourage with nutrition and um, wholeness is that it's just a step and then we take the next step. And so I'm hoping that today's conversation just encourages people that if we can find that one step to implement in helping you create those peaceful spaces, then that's a win. Yeah. Yeah. I I love that you mentioned taking one small step. I think that's really great for those of us who get really overwhelmed with all of this. And this is actually a really great place to stop and thank our sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Indeed.com. That's spelled I-N-D-E-E-D.com. You know, we're talking about saving time by organizing and creating peaceful environments. Well, if you are using anything other than Indeed for your hiring, you are wasting your time. Hire great people faster with Indeed only pay for results and get back time in your schedule. Indeed.com is the hiring site that helps you find quality candidates with Indeed Instant Match. Indeed searches through the millions of resumes in their database to help show you great candidates instantly. 
so you can do the part you really need faster, which is meeting and hiring great people. Unlike some hiring sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility, delivering a quality shortlist faster. With Indeed, there are no long-term contracts, you can pause your account at any time, and you can only pay for what you need. With Instant Match, you see a great list of candidates with zero wait. In fact, over 80% of employers get quality candidates right when they upgrade their job post. And Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Want your quality shortlist fast? You need Indeed. Right now, our listeners get a free $75 credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com spark. This is Indeed's best offer available anywhere. Get a free $75 credit at Indeed.com spark. Indeed.com spark. Offer valid through March 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Now we're talking about creating these peaceful environments. And I'll tell you, like I'm, I'm a big picture person. I don't always see the details. So this can be really tricky for me. And Dana, we FaceTimed not too long ago and you saw the space that I wanted to get organized, which is my boys room. And within just 30 minutes, maybe less than that, you gave me a whole list of ways that we can organize that space, things that we can change and move and add. And you made it seem so simple. And you know, like for me, sometimes it's hard for me to get past that mental clutter of, oh, these are the things I need to do to actually address the physical clutter. And I think many people feel the same way. You know, we watch a lot of these shows, Home Edit, Marie Kondo, and what they do is awesome. And, and I'm sure a lot of us are like, man, I would love that, but I don't know the first way to, to start that. Um, I don't have someone coming in necessarily and filming and doing all this for me. So like, how do I just, from a practical standpoint, you know, do this for myself? And so I'm hoping that that's going to be encouragement for everybody listening today. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's funny, you mentioned the Home Edit. Is that the one with the two girls? Yes. Okay. I needed to, I was having a hard time falling asleep one night, no joke. And I put that on because I was like, oh, this might be fun. I fell right asleep. So if that tells you anything about how this is not, and that's why you guys, that's why I'm telling you that one FaceTime phone call with Dana. And I was like, oh, because typically those kinds of things will put me to sleep. It's not it's just not me. And so anyway, it's funny that you mentioned that because there are, there's something appealing about that. There's something appealing about order, but I do want to talk real fast about that connection between the cluttered mind and cluttered spaces. Like yeah. what, are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. You know, so I think we sometimes forget that, you know, we get emotional attachments with our things, you know, um, say it's like your grandmother's jewelry box that you played with as a girl, or maybe there's a dress that you wear that just really makes you feel confident. Um, or a, a friend gave you a gift, um, and it's not really your taste, but you love your friend. And so you're like, Oh, I feel really bad throwing this away. And so I think sometimes we end up letting our emotions kind of dictate um, the things that we have. And so that can sometimes lead to those cluttered spaces unintentionally. Um, it's not like we necessarily want to live in that kind of environment, but we have a hard time maybe letting go of some of these emotional attachments with material things. And so then we kind of start to realize like subconsciously when we're in a space that maybe um, 
Like, for example, you know, we walk into our house and we've got just things that are not put away from Christmas, you know, like subconsciously, we might not even realize like that's stressing you out. Um, and you know, maybe you need to put those things away, but, um, you know, just, just having it there in your space can just kind of give you some, some barriers too, with just being able to have like clear thought, um, a peaceful environment, you know, and it goes both ways too. If you, um, are just a busy working family, like we are, um, we've got tons of things going on. You're trying to keep up with all the to-do list and who needs to go where and what the schedule is that can then reflect into our spaces because mentally we're so exhausted from all the things going on. The last thing we want to do is have to now organize all of our spaces. So I think it's a vice versa thing. Um, that really does correlate with one another. Yeah, no, that's, that's such a good point. And I think that it's important, especially as females, we have, I think of it as, as a, as a gas tank, you know, like, like our emotional tank, right? There's only so much that, that we can do before we stop functioning. So I guess it's the opposite of a gas tank. It's more like what's, what's making us empty, emotionally empty, because we're constantly giving out and putting in emotional effort here and taking care of this situation and dealing with this thing. And it's like, you know, asking myself if I'm going to like, cause I'm, I'm going to be honest here. I'm getting real, real. I have my grandma's one of her shirts hanging in my closet. There is no reason for me to have a shirt that she wore 12 years ago, but it makes me think of her and I, and I can't get rid of it. And so yeah. the emotional load of me thinking about getting rid of that, like it's not making my emotional priority list. Do you know what I mean? And so I think that that's really hard. And then of course, then you have just like the regular everyday clutter, like making sure I put, you know, the mail away or making sure that, and then with kids, like how many socks do you find? Like, there's just so many things there's always something. And so I think that that's a really good point that it's just, it can get so overwhelming. And when we do, like, I have noticed the times, the times that I do (laughs) get real strict and structured about putting things away, it does make me feel a lot better. It's like, I can breathe better. Yeah, totally. Totally. And I think what really comes down to the root of this is figuring out those systems. You know, you talk a lot about systems within just nutrition and um, getting good amount of sleep, um, working out, you know, creating those systems for your physical well-being. And there's systems that we can put in place when it comes to organizing, um, whether it's spaces or your things or your schedule that can really help just give you that peace and be able to know, okay, I can maintain this. You know, it's not like every January, now I've got to go through my entire house from top to bottom and do this big, massive production of decluttering. Yes, that's good to do. But if you create small, sustainable systems, hopefully then you don't have to do that because you automatically know, hey, when I get the mail in, this is what I do. Hey, if I have a sock that I can't find the pair, this is where I put it. And I know that I can go there and look for it. And if I find the pair, great. If after a few months, I don't find it, I throw it away, you know? So there's things like that, that you can do, um, to really just kind of help you not get overwhelmed in how do I start with this process? Yeah. I love that. Tell me a little bit more about your systems then. Like what, what are some things that you implement? 
Yeah. So, and, and I'll be honest, I am still working at this myself, you know, like I'll find things where I bring in the mail and I get sidetracked because a kid is like, please get me a snack, you know? And so I, I don't go through it exactly at that moment. So I, I think there's grace for ourselves as parents um, that sometimes, you know, we have to give ourselves in those situations. But like, for example, when the mail comes in immediately looking at it and throwing away the stuff that you don't need, um, Marie Kondo has a great tip about if you do need like a mail organizer place to put your keys and your mail and, and things like that, that you want something that's vertical because you're more likely to be able to see what's in there and not create stacks. So if you just lay something down flat, you know, on a flat surface, it's probably going to pile up versus if you have a small organizer that's like a vertical um, mail holder, you're going to not have as many things go into it because visually you'll be able to see one, what you have, oh, I need to pay this bill or two, you only have a certain amount of space. And so once that's taken up, it's probably even just a subconscious thing of like, Hey, I need to go through the things that I've left in here to remind myself and get rid of the things that I've already taken care of. If that makes sense. Yeah. So what is a, describe for me that what is a vertical, what would a vertical holder yeah, look like? Yeah, it's like, you know, like a file kind of, um, like if you had on your desk, like one of those file um, folders that just stands vertically. Up. Okay. Um, keeping things up to where you can yeah. see it um, versus having it lay flat. Um, yeah. help you. And that's just a really simple little tip that um, I read in her book that I was like, I'm going to start doing that because I will be honest. I was the person that just laid it down on the counter. And then, you know, five days later, you're seeing this stack pile up. Uh, yeah. That like literally right before we started recording this, my husband was like, Hey, can I ask you to do something before? Cause I'm leaving tomorrow to go out of town just for a quick day trip. He's like, can I ask you to do something? He said, can you just kind of go through the house and clean up the clutter that's yours? <laughs> yes, I can do that for you because I think that's like, I'll lay stuff down. Like I'll be on my way. Like you said, I'll be on my way yeah. to do something. And like a kid is hungry and it, that is urgent, you know, when, especially when they're four, like that yep. is, I'm hot. Like they're dying hungry, you know? And so I'm like, okay, well I'll put this here and I'll get back to it later. I mean, it is, yeah. that's ongoing. And so right. that's a, that's a really good point. It's just having something that's, that you can see that's upright instead of laying flat, mm -hmm. because that is exactly how things build up. I love that. That's really yeah. good. Yeah. What are, so what are some other things like, how, how can I, you know, what are some small systems? Cause I know you mentioned instead of doing an overhaul once a year, you know, mm -hmm. like doing things gradually over time, what are some things yeah. that, that we can do to clear the clutter in an ongoing way where it doesn't feel like today is cleaning day. Today is this right. day today, you know, like just yeah. that we can incorporate into our regular life. Totally. So, you know, Christmas just happened. Um, our kids probably got a lot of new things to play with games, toys. So one of the things that we did as a family is, um, go through and have a bin of toys they don't play with anymore and let them identify those that we can donate um, or give to a friend, you know? And so um, we made sure to sit down with our kids and talk about, okay, are, are you playing with these toys? If you're not, why don't we pass them on to someone that will enjoy them? 
And then also um, a system that I um, use for myself, as well as I just redid a playroom for 10 grandkids. Um, they had a ton of board games and there's these mesh zipper pouches that you can get on Amazon for really inexpensive, all different sizes. And it really just helps to consolidate and not have the board game boxes. So one, you put all the you know cards in there, all the pieces, it zips up. So hopefully you're not missing some or they fall out of the box or the box gets broken. Um, and it's just a really easy way to um, pare down uh, what you have, but then also just to be able to keep it all together in one place. So, you know, there's just this idea of having like things with like things and that's huge. So get rid of things that you're not using and then being able to put things together um, that are similar items. So my kids' toys, they've got little cubby bins and they know that this bin is their games and this bin is the trains and this bin is Barbies. And so they can also then help keep up with the system because they know where their things go. Yeah. And that's good for kids too. I mean, there's something about that, that even for their, their little developing brains, I think that that's really good for them to see, you know, this goes here, this goes like, there's something to that, that I think is helpful, but I'm glad you mentioned the um, zipper pouches for the games, because that for me, that is like life-changing information because those yeah. board games, we're at the age and stage where we have so many board, and I don't just have board games for my seven and four-year-old. I have the ones from when my 16-year-old was little. And so we yeah. have so many games and game pieces, and some of them are still in good condition, but the box is all torn up anyway. And so that is very helpful just to be able to have a place to put those where they can be together in, in a nice way and not just all stacked up everywhere. Um, because that sometimes just seeing stuff gets on your nerves, you know, where you're just like, Oh, I haven't found a place to put that yet. Ugh, yeah. I need to be, <laughs> that's anytime we can save space and maximize, um, how we store things it just helps with that too. Right. So like, there's nothing inadvertently wrong with a game board box, but we all have those game board boxes that are torn and, you know, they're, they're just, they're taking up excess room. Um, and so being able to put it in like a zipped pouch and knowing that everything's in that pouch just saves space too. Yeah. Well, and something else you told me about that I think is worth mentioning also, because I know that this is not a problem that only I have, but stuffed animals, my kids have so many yeah. stuffed animals and they're all over their room because sometimes my four-year-old throws a party at night when he can't go to sleep and <laughs> puts them everywhere. Right. Uh, but you told me about, there's like a, a bean bag. What do you call it? Like a bean bag pouch that you. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So I found, um, it's awesome. I think it actually got like the parent choice award back in 2018, but I just stumbled across it the last several months because my four-year-old has a ton of stuffed animals too. And I was like, what can we do to put all these in some type of container, um, to where she can still get them out and play with them. Um, because I am really of the opinion that if you're going to do something for a system, um, that it should be functional, but I also want it to be pretty too. And so I found this, um, it's basically a outside of a bean bag that has a zipper. And so the inside gives you all this space to be able to put your stuffed animals, maybe put blankets in there. Um, and it'll hold up to like, I don't know, 60, 70 stuffed animals. I mean, some of these are like huge. And so it's great because now you have not only a functional piece of, um, 
furniture because they can sit on the bean bag. They can also unzip it and play with their stuffed animals. And again, Amazon, you got to love Amazon. And so um, just really cool, practical way to store stuffed animals, but then also be able to use it as a beanbag chair. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so cool. And I, because it's something else like my husband is like, well, let's just get rid of the stuffed animals. I'm like, you can't, they, they still play with them. Like he's right. just kind of like, let's just get rid of all the things. And like, yeah. well, that doesn't work either. And so I think it's nice to find a balance to where we can keep the stuff, but right. we can make it look presentable and pretty. And it doesn't take up my brain space, because you know what, sometimes yeah. walking into my boy's room, that takes up my brain space because I'm looking around and going, oh, again, it's just one more thing that I need to do. Or this is what I really struggle with. And I'm, I know I'm probably not the only one is sometimes I feel like it's one more thing that I'm failing at. Right. Like, because yeah. as moms, we can be really hard on ourselves. Like, oh, I can't do this. Right. I can't like, how do we manage all the moving pieces? And so sometimes just walking through my house, I'm like, oh, it's just one more thing that yeah. I have to do and that I can't keep up with. And that's, that's hard too. So I think making something practical again, like you said, and making it look pretty, but you're not getting rid of stuff can be really helpful. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So tell me a little bit. <laughs> okay. So you have these systems. Here's my struggle is I like to organize. I mean, I, I like the idea of organizing and I like it when it's done, but how do we keep it that way? How, what is, what's the magic there? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if you followed, you know, home edit or Marie Kondo, you know, or any of these kind of fun, like DIY shows, they all kind of start with this process they have several different things in the process. And honestly, what I realized for myself was, um, I didn't remember these steps and, and every single person had, you know, five steps eight steps. And so to me as a working mom, I was like, that's just not realistic. Um, and I don't remember it. So I kind of came up with my three L system and, um, and I thought, you know, that's just a great way as I work with people that they can remember three L's. The first one is let it go, let go of the things that either don't fit, they're worn that need to be donated, or maybe you want to sell, um, they're, they're a good quality, but you just don't have a, a love for it anymore. Um, the second step would be like items. We kind of talked about this earlier with toys, you know, putting things together that are the same thing um, is really helpful because then you don't have it in several different places in your house. You know exactly where something is stored um, in your home. And then the third thing is um, love it well. And this whole idea is creating a system um, that you love, so you're going to maintain it. And so for the example of the bean bags, that's fun. You know, that's fun for your kids. It's fun for you to walk into their room and see the fun bean bag chair. And again, it's just something that probably brings you joy. Um, and so it, it's going to be much more sustainable to keep up with that. Um, than something that you just kind of threw together that you're like, well, it works, but I don't love how it works or I don't love how it looks. You know, there, there's something to that too. Yeah, that's really good. I remember, did you ever watch that show? Totally off topic. Well, not really. That show Trading Spaces back in the day. Yeah. I remember, I mean, I loved, I loved it. It was just so fun. It's like the big surprise of it. But I'm like, some of those people, they got some weird rooms. Like I remember one time there was a wall of feathers and I'm at the time, I'm not anymore. I was allergic to feathers. And I thought this is like the, 
most horrible. Like, how would they know what if that person's allergic? Like, can you really keep right. up a wall of feathers? And so yeah. that's what that reminds me of. It's like so many things that we see on TV or even that we conceptualize for ourselves. It's like, yeah, but, but can I keep that process going? Like, a workout system, you know, or like yeah. in eating, like I'm never going to have gluten or dairy or sugar or artificial, like, okay, maybe some people can do that. But for the rest of us, it's like, I, I can't do these extremes. So same thing with organizing systems, right? Yeah. You want to find something that's simple, that's functional, that you enjoy, um, that's easy to maintain. And yeah. honestly, if you can do that, it's not always going to be perfect. If you walked into my house right now, you probably wouldn't see everything is picture perfect, like a magazine or a blog post, because that's not real life. Right. But if you can find those sustainable systems, um, that's, that's ultimately the win I think for all of us. Yeah, for sure. So what do you say to somebody who is listening to this and going, "Ugh, but I just, I really don't have time to get used yeah. to a new system. I really don't have time to do this or I don't really want to ask for help. Like, what do you say to that? Yeah. You know, I think it's really important to kind of figure out where you are on the spectrum, quote unquote, of organizing and being realistic with yourself, you know? And so I think sometimes, like you said, we, we, in some ways kind of fantasize, oh, I love for it to look this way that this TV show did. Um, but you have to think about practically, does that work for you? Does that work for your family? Um, financially, is that something that makes sense? You know, so again, going back to, if you can f identify, you know, one thing, you know, maybe it's, I, um, every time I open the medicine cabinet, it's overflowing. And um, maybe your one thing is to go through and check out all the medicine that's expired, get rid of anything that's, you know, just empty boxes of medicine, you know, that you don't have the medicine anymore. You just have the box, you know, and just being able to pare down those things. Um, if you have duplicates, maybe you throw out the excess that you don't need, you know, those types of things just to be able to start with one thing one space and be able to organize that and then you're complete it and move on to something else. Yeah. What are your thoughts on minimalism? Yeah. You know, um, it's funny because I think I live pretty, um, low key. If you were to ask my husband, he would be like, <laughs> no, she keeps everything. Um, <laughs> So again, I think it's, it's a balance, um, like everything else, you know, for some people they thrive in that kind of environment and that's great. You know, um, I also think it depends too on the life stage you're in, you know, mm -hmm. like us, we have little ones and little ones come with a lot of stuff. And so maybe in this season of life, um, being a minimalist <laughs> is maybe not, <laughs> where it's at right now, but that's okay. You know, maybe as um, they get older um, or situations change that, you know, that could be something. But again, I, I don't want people to feel like I have got to be this way. If that's not really how you're wired, how you're made, how you operate. 
Yeah, no. And I think that that's good. And I, I think it's funny, you mentioned it might not be right for this life stage. I mean, it's, that's so true. Like a lot of this, it does depend on what life stage we're at. Like I, we had so much more stuff when I had two kids in diapers, you know, right. and now that we're out of diapers like that, and then strollers, like I'm thinking about, and I do have some strollers. I, that's on my list of things that I need to get rid of. Like, why do I have strollers still? Um, right. But yeah, it's like, there are life stages where you just require more stuff. Yes. And so I think that that, yeah, yeah, there's, there's a balance there. I sometimes minimalism is appealing to me just because I'm like, ah, I just want to get rid of all of it, you know, because I yeah. do have the tendency to let it build up because of my emotional attachment. But then mm -hmm. at the same time, it's like, ah, but there are things that I, I like my books. I could never yeah. get rid of my books, you know, like those are like my best friends and I know they collect right. dust. Those are my <laughs> best friends. So, um, let's real sorry, what were you going to say? I'm just going to say, I think too, you know, there are things that like maybe books or, um, clothes that, you know, it's okay to, to keep on to those favorite things that you may not want to let go. Um, because you can close a door behind it. Right. Um, whereas there's some things it's a lot better for it to be visible and in a clear storage container. Um, because you need to know what you have, like, for example, in a pantry, that's really helpful to have things out in the open kind of clear bins so you don't excess buy so you know you don't have things go to waste so again there's also systems that depending upon what it's being used for kind of varies between you know being able to maybe keep a couple of those things that you're like oh but they're my favorite versus you know something that you really don't need a ton of extra yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I was talking, my mom is very similar to you. We've talked about this before and she's really good about organizing, but she's also good about hanging on to, I mean, she's got little people toys from the eighties, oh. uh, like the original little people toys. Yeah. I think that's what the, the brand is anyway. Yeah. And she held on to those and, but she kept them up in the attic stored away. But I do remember she was talking to me recently. Cause I'm like, you know, trying to think of what, what to get rid of, what to, and she's like, well, think of it this way. Is it, is it replaceable? If it's replaceable, then it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really matter. But some things, some of these more emotional, like, you know, a certain edition of a book that I have that I know they don't sell anymore, yeah. that's not replaceable. So that, yeah. So, I mean, there, yes, I like, it's a, it's a good balance. It doesn't, this conversation is making me not feel so bad about my <laughs> emotional attachments. Yeah, you know, organizing shouldn't come with like guilt and shame, just like, you know, having a workout system, just like trying to eat well, it shouldn't come with guilt and shame. You know, you're going to figure out what works for you. You're going to, you're going to evolve. I, I'm doing that as well. You know, I read a um, quote yesterday that said, if it's worth keeping, it's worth enjoying. And I thought that's so great. You know, let's not be hard on ourselves. If we have several things in our, um, closet that we just can't get rid of, you know, if you enjoy it, then keep it. It brings you joy. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Now tell that to my 16 year old. I, I wish when you get over here, I just got to show you what her room looks like because it is, it's mini hoarders. Like you can make an episode about it, which I, I do want to add. It's important. I want people to understand the thing about dust that I think is really interesting is that it's not just, I mean, it is an allergen for a lot of people and I was allergic to dust for a long time, but it also can hold a lot of toxins and environmental toxins and toxins that are in mold. And so when we have a lot of clutter everywhere and we're not dusting well, and it's really hard to dust well when you have that much clutter, it's you're making the whole environment yeah more toxic for your family, you know, and it's, and that's not healthy either. So yeah. it's not just, you know, 
a self-care tool, you know, and a mental health tool, but this really can impact your physical health too, too, to have things not as cluttered and a little bit more organized. But I do want to get to the subject of um, kids and getting kids on board with these systems and especially Mm -hmm. say older kids, like younger kids might be more like with food. I think you can change younger kids eating habits a lot easier than you can change nine, 10 year old or older. So how do we get kids on board with these systems and, and organizational practices? Yeah. So I think, you know, we have to always remember too, like, our kids have their thoughts and opinions and personalities. And so, for example, a system that I might think works really well for my daughter's room is maybe something that she doesn't really see value or or find helpful. And so I think as a parent, you know, that's one of those things that we are always kind of navigating is figuring out how to channel them and direct them, but also allow them to have opportunity to speak into how things work or um, being able to create systems in their room that is going to help them succeed, you know? And so for example, like, you know, my daughter, she is really into um, jewelry and bows and bracelets, and it just gets to be this big old tangled mess, right? And so in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, how do we help (laughs) create a system for her to be able to hang these. Well, she's not really going to hang them all that well. And so I've just come to the resolve that as long as she's hanging it up and it, it might not look all that pretty, like it's working. And so it's kind of that, like picking your battles as well that, um, you know, helping them figure out ways to store things, but then also, um, maybe the perfectionist or OCD in me is like, okay, and I'm going to let go a little bit on maybe it's not exactly how I would do it or how I would like it to look, but it's working for her and she's maintaining it. So that's the win. Yeah, that's good. I I like that because I think we do, we'll get on Pinterest or something and go, oh, this is a great thing to do for my kids and we're going to make this work. And, but then in reality, they're like, no, I'm still just going to throw it on the ground or whatever. Like, I think I finally read my four-year-old. Oh my gosh, he cannot step into the doors without taking all of his clothes off and just being in his underwear. He does not like wearing clothes. And he's, I finally have him trained when he takes his clothes off, he'll go, Oh, I know. And he'll run and put them in his room. Now he's just laying them on the floor of his room, but that is one step. So I've actually put a basket on the floor of their bed. So, you know, self high, high five backpack, whatever you want to call it, where I'm looking at it right now. Cause I'm, we're recording in in my children's room, Uh, but I'm looking at it and they just go in and they just throw it in the basket. And I don't know if it's clean, dirty, just, just put it in the basket, you know, just if that works for you, that's a lot better than seeing clothes all over the floor. So it's your, yeah. So, and ideally that wouldn't be what I want to do. That's not, you know, a fancy Pinterest system, but it's practical. So I think that's important. (laughs) It's real life. And that's what people need to hear. There, there are ways to do things real life. That's not picture perfect. I don't know. Like, you know, we're in the Instagram era and everything has to be a show and everything has to be, and that's just not, that's just not how it is all the time for everybody. So I'm I'm glad that you're bringing this up. It's helpful. So let's real fast because we are running out of time. Um, I'd like for you to talk about how somebody like you can help with this and, and can you do this virtually and how does it work if somebody wants to work with you on this? 
Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you got to love technology and obviously we have all had to shift in the last you know year or so. And so of course um, there's opportunity for me to come into people's homes, um, you know, in a safe and, you know, secure way, um, but also being able to do a virtual um, consultation and helping walk somebody through um, a certain space in their home. That's like, Hey, I really just need some coaching on how to really get this particular area to work for me, you know? Um, so there's a lot of different ways we can, we can do that. I mean, like you said, we, we got on FaceTime for like 30 minutes and you're like, Hey, I just, I'd love to get your thoughts and ideas on maybe how we can really maximize my boy's room. And, you know, after a few minutes, we're like, Hey, this could work or this might work. And you're like, well, but this is how they actually use it. And so that might not work as well as we thought. And so we, again, you know, figure out um, what's best for the room and for you. So the biggest thing is, you know, I'm going to listen a lot and, and hear kind of what the needs are. And then also hopefully give some good practical ideas um, on either how to use things that you already have. Um, but then also there might be things that you could bring into your space um, that could just help you like that beanbag chair. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, and all the other things that you told me that I haven't mentioned, because I don't want to give away all your secrets. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are there are so many helpful things that you shared. But I think it's important, like what you said, just like with health, there's no one size fits all, you know, so like what works for one person in their house is not going to work for another person. And what works for you in this house might not work for the next house. So it's everything changes. And yeah, I'm, I'm thinking even about like different life stages and how I have a child who's going to be going off to college soon. And we're going to need to go through and see what she wants to keep and what is time to, you know, move right. on. So I, I think yeah. you, it's so helpful just talking all of this through. So the last question that I'm going to ask you, that's my favorite question to ask is if you could give one piece of advice to spark someone toward wholeness, what would it be? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I, I think it just goes back to um, really just identifying the one space that you want to work on, um, figuring out what needs to go, figuring out the things that need to all be together, and then just being able to um, really love whatever system or process you've put in place to maintain um, and giving yourself grace, you know, um, mm -hmm. I think so many things when we start kind of doing something new for the first time, we're going to not do it perfect. Right. Um, and so just being able to recognize, like, it might not be that Pinterest perfect photo, but it's a system that works for you and your family. And so if it works for you and your family, then that's, that's the win. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think that that's, that's so important. And, and just taking again, that one small step, just like, you know, say you never work out and you're just like, I just got to put my shoes on just yeah. putting my shoe, like just, just that one thing. And then I'll go outside, you know, it's just one little thing. And I, so I, I appreciate that. So where can people reach out to you, contact you, all your information? Yeah. Yeah. So obviously you guys can follow me, um, on Instagram, um, Facebook page, website, it's all arrangingjoy.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This is so helpful. I know how helpful it has been for me already, already. And then talking through, I think I love your approach of 
no shame, grace giving, because for those of us that this is hard for, I think we do live with a little bit of shame about it. Like, oh, am I the only one that things are just crazy and I I can't get it together. And I think it's helpful to talk to somebody else and to release that shame. Like you're like an organizational counselor. That's what I'm (laughs) going to call you. You're like, (laughs) I think that's good. Yeah, no. And this has been so wonderful. And I'm excited to see kind of how your boys room transforms and how it works for y'all's family. So that's great. I'm excited. Me too. Well, thank you again for being on the show. And I hope that this was as helpful for everybody else as it was for me. This was so, so helpful. Yeah. Thank you, Erin. Thanks for tuning in to Sparking Wholeness. For more on all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul, check out my website, sparkingwholeness.com. Don't forget to be kind and subscribe to this show wherever you listen to podcasts. And to be really kind, you can leave a nice review. I like those.